This episode of the Esoteric Order of Roleplayers is brought to you by the generosity of our backers on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash esotericrp to find out how you can become a backer too. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to keep up with all the latest news, and join our Discord community to chat with players and fellow listeners. The Esoteric Order broadcasts from Santa Fe, New Mexico. We recognize these episodes are produced on the traditional territory of the Tewa-speaking Pueblo peoples, and we acknowledge their community, their ancestors, their elders, both past and present, and future generations. The Esoteric Order of Roleplayers present The Great Game, a Castle Falkenstein campaign, with David Larkins as the host. in action, and I understand the first thing I need to do is deal out some new hands here. Right. So I will do that. All Wait. players. Can we draw our own cards now? Oh, well, I, still... I just, I went ahead and did it. I did okay. it. <laughs> we can draw <laughs> our own replacement cards. Please but feel free. Deal, it's yes. way easier to do it as yeah. the GM, because you can just say four all players. <laughs> That's true. And the, that's exactly what I did. Just wanted to know that option was still on the table. Oh, of course. Well, not for you, though. Oh, I've, yeah. I'm, I'm the problem player. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> that's right. We established that last time. It's, it's canon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Problem player identified. And I can redraw my entire hand, right? If it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> technically. Technically, okay. uh, yeah. How does that work again? I, haven't, I don't think I've done that yet. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see here. Did you just get, like, all twos? Yeah, um, yeah. I also got a really shitty. I did, too. <laughs> yeah, I don't have anything. Everything's under five. Yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> no major arcana and all really terrible. Yeah, David, you stacked the deck, and you can't convince me otherwise. Ooh. <laughs> all right. Yeah, technically, you need a major arcana to re to do a complete deck redraw. Oh. Oh. <clears throat> So okay. I would well. like to take this moment to rub in everyone's faces that this is me uh, discarding an excess major arcana. Playing this guy, which means I get five in my hand for the rest of the session. Whoa. Ooh, nice. In the credit in the opening credits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use my wheel of fortune, my one major arcana, which lets mm. me dump my hand and draw six cards and then choose four that I like. All <laughs> right. Nice. I feel like I'm at a magic tournament. Yeah. I'm going to keep my hand because <laughs> it's awesome. 
you were you were just asking for informational purposes, right? You were just you like, yeah. yeah, asking for a friend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which was me. His hand is awful. <laughs> if if a person has a horrible hand, <laughs> makes right. it feel any better. Mine is fantastic. So, <laughs> hey, as, as long as as long as one or two of us Mine's have a decent hand, physical, and swords are social and status. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously I'm not keeping this piece of poop. David, did you ever, <laughs> by chance, I know you go to Gen Con. Did, mm-hmm. you, did you ever go to any of the magic stuff at Gen Con? Mm-mm. It's crazy. I'll bet. It's, it's bonkers, dude. There's like, there's like a dude from Japan sitting across from a dude from Mexico. Right. And they're not they're not even talking to each other. They're just yeah. playing cards that are in their native languages and they're just wow. like yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Cuz they recognize Technically, the art. in a magic yeah. tournament, you are allowed to play foreign language cards as long as a translation can be made available for confirming the cards function. There you go. I'll, I'll bet they have referees around. So basically oh, you're yeah. saying you're basically you're saying it's like Street Fighter but with magic cards. It's like Street Fighter meets if Street Fighter was played by NATO. Yeah. <laughs> My friend Jesse gave me some Japanese lands. They're very cool. I... Oh, super cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I used to, this is how old school I am. I had a subscription to the Duelist magazine in 1995, nice. back when it was like issue number one. And they had some kind of promotion, so I got the German language card of Stone Giant, which was Steinreise. Ooh. And I was very happy about that. And that started like, a whole thing. Yeah, it did. Well, I was already taking German at the time. Oh, so. that's nice. <laughs> I had a I had a bunch of Japanese Pokemon cards when I was a kid. Nice. And I had like the the Japanese Team Rocket Charmeleon was so sick. It was insane. I, I think I sold it for a quarter eventually. <laughs> but that was like last year. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> nice like beanie babies where you just hold them out hoping oh my god like <laughs> has my stock <laughs> and beanie babies it's, yeah it's your retirement got, fund yeah i got the rare one <laughs> all right we all loaded up now everybody everybody good to go excellent okay all right well so we um, we left off last time with uh, with y'all kind of wrapping things up um, from the the haunting of Brodick Castle and finding out about a uh, about a, a bit of uh, hidden treasure. So I'm sure you're all looking forward to a little treasure hunt this week. Mm-hmm. And did we establish how long it's been between then and now? We have not, actually. Because we're actually going to start out not with a treasure hunt. <gasps> no, no. I am going to ask you. I'm going to go around. I'm going to have each one of you tell me uh, a little vignette. Paint a little picture for me of your character in the autumn of 1871 we'll even say october 1871 if as if you had never met each other none of this had ever happened what would you be doing at that time 
in October of 1871. And uh, Santiago, since you wrote something up already for the Obsidian Portal, we'll start with you. That sounds good. Um, rather than just uh, read what I typed up, I figure we'll do it live instead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just, just you know, a little... You know, what Iskander is, you know, what, what's a day in the life of Iskander right now? What's he doing? Iskander was standing on the uh, platform, um, and instead of fending off some local toughs uh, who were uh, accosting um, Sasha and her mother, it mm. was just a, another day on the platform. He mm. boarded his train and uh, presented his ticket when asked and arrived in Paris and presented himself to Professor Godot without any consequence or anything untoward. Maybe he uh, had a bit of indigestion was the highlight of the day. <laughs> um, fast forward to the autumn of uh, 1871. He's now um, teaching some... Uh, tinkering classes, having demonstrated that he is an advanced student uh, in the art and acting as an assistant to Professor Godot and working on completing his journeyman device, which uh, innocent of any tempering experience to remove his naivete, he still believes can be used as a force for good and it hasn't occurred to him the great evil it could wreak in the world in the wrong hands. And uh, he was still very interested in uh, his physical regimen and keeping that up and maintaining it and perhaps increasing those skills. And so I feel like uh, by way of searching for a local gymnasium to have room to do many squat thrusts and Turkish get-ups, he would have found his Pancration uh, studio and master and discovered that that was a great way to increase his uh, physical fitness and uh, it was a lot of fun actually and there was a twist of romance through all of this as well because um as fate would have it sasha accompanied her mother to um the university of paris who was invited as a guest lecturer and they met at that event and have uh, been exploring a a friendship perhaps budding romance ever since Nice. Yeah, um, you bring up a few points worthy of, of uh, mention. Um, for indeed, your train passage, as well as the passage of all of you aboard the Duchess Elizabeth, was completely uneventful. There were there was no attack by a giant flying platform. You know, there were no tufts at the at the station uh, to rough up. Uh, Professor Reinhardt, as you mentioned, and um, you know it was it was an uneventful train ride, as you say. Um, unfortunately, of course, Paris has been uh, racked by civil unrest these last few months since shortly after you arrived. Um, it all started with a attempted assassination outside a margarine factory, and uh, has kind of escalated into periodic uh, riots and police raids the uh, police showing themselves to be increasingly uh harsh and violent in their uh you know actions against the protesters and uh you know there have been a handful of deaths and many many injuries arrests property damage all kinds of things 
but you know, you've been going on about your life as best you can uh, amidst all this. And um, we'll just say that, uh, you know, you're, you're wrapping up a uh, training session at the gym, at the gymnasium, and, um, you know, maybe getting dressed in the, uh, in the washroom changing area, you know, uh, when a, a man in a plaid tweed suit with uh, a waxed mustache and goatee and a little monocle uh, sort of comes stumbling in, looks around, and then, and then says, Aha! Mr. Ozan, I need you to come with me at once. And we'll just leave that there. So then the next vignette, uh, why don't we go to Brexta? What is the day in life of Brexta in October of 1871? Mm. Well, uh, I imagine that um, heading on that train to Paris, I would not have been waylaid in my original intent to visit with famed French scholar Charles Autant Brasseur de Bourbourg, mm -hmm. uh, who is known for his extensive studies through Mesoamerica and for his very controversial um, suppositions that the Maya peoples were actually the survivors from the lost civilization of Atlantis. Mm -hmm. So he is uh, known for um, his translations of Mayan texts and again for his extensive travel in the area and so I wanted to go and visit him to pick his brain a bit more. I'm of course a bit obsessed with the, the notion that there may have been some sister civilization, particularly one that I haven't seen. Um, so imagine this late in the year I'm probably uh, trying to arrange to see if it's possible uh, you know, to accompany on one of their forthcoming expositions back to Mesoamerica to explore. Okay, excellent. So uh, is he, is he like teaching at the university, this professor? Uh, most likely just doing um, some guest lectures. Uh, mm -hmm. He seems very wrapped up in his more research-based work, not necessarily interested in tenure, um, especially since the mid-1800s or when he's the most active mm -hmm. uh, in his explorations. Um, <clears throat> I mean, he's kind of on the verge of developing what's called the pseudoscience of Mayanism, so I think that uh, my obsession is probably going to be what pushes him just over the brink into true pseudoscience. Which, of course, uh, back then, back now, in Falkenstein, uh, yes. is probably absolutely correct. So I'm sure everyone's very excited, and he's got all sorts of graduate students just lining up to you know, try and accompany him as well. Excellent, excellent. Um, cool. So... Uh, are you so you're you're kind of working with him then, or or what what would you say? Are you attending his lectures? Like what I do you think? I'd probably be attending his lecture and then um, mm -hmm. perhaps sending an invitation, um, perhaps to something as innocuous as you know a lunch, um, to sort of pick his brain and you know ask him what he really thinks. You know, does he actually think this? Is it just you know whimsical fantasy, or you know, does it seem true? Excellent. So uh, it's at one. It's at a luncheon. Then you've uh, met up with him 
a little sidewalk cafe in Paris. And, uh, you know, you're just getting into the good, the good part of the conversation. You've done, gone through the, uh, gone through the small talk portion and you're starting to dig into some of this theory when gentleman in a plaid tweed suit, with a waxed mustache and beard approaches, gives a polite bow and says, excuse me, are you Miss Boland? Uh, yes, I don't believe I have met you before. Do I know you? You may have known me in a different time, madam. I am terribly sorry to impose, but I, I'm afraid I must uh, pull you away from this pleasant luncheon for a most urgent matter. Urgent, you say? Surely what could be so urgent that it can't wait for lunch? Only the matter of time itself. <laughs> all right so next we'll do frederick what does frederick look like uh in his a day in the life of mr haas in october of 1871 well i think he's uh he took the job in paris mm -hmm. and has been doing his best to you know keep his head down and do a good job he's trying to get back in the good graces of the royal uh, embassy. So mm -hmm. I feel like a day in the life would be him at the office. You know, he's kind of putting in the late hours, mm -hmm. uh, has his little apartment, you know, within that complex that he's kept, uh, just him and Katsubu, you know, a couple of bachelors <laughs> just doing the, uh, doing the Paris thing. So I think it would Wait, be pretty. So Katsubu isn't fixed. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> you have to ask Katsubu. Okay. <laughs> And uh, I think, um, so yeah, I'm pretty sure unless some major event sent him back to Vienna or elsewhere, he would still be in Paris at the embassy, mm -hmm. probably uh, working uh, in the office itself, you know, after hours, after everyone's left, mm. uh, you know, just filing away some paperwork and trying to you know, track down those scheming uh, Prussians. You know, he's, he's sure that they're involved with this unrest in some way, but he just mm -hmm. can't figure out how. Mm -hmm. Excellent. So you've put in another long day. Uh, you've made some good, good progress, you know, and uh, you make sure to file your paperwork away correctly. And, uh, uh, you know, you're the last one out, so you, you lock up. Uh, that wing of the offices and the embassy and uh, make your way down the stairs and, and out across the campus towards your apartments uh, when a man you've never seen before, a man in a plaid tweed suit, the waxed mustache and beard, falls in to step beside you. And he says, excuse me, are you Herr Frederick Haas of the Austrian Dis Diplomatic Service? So I'll, uh, of course, and I'll shift, you know, I'm sure I'm carrying, you know, a, uh, a briefcase and various papers. My hands are full, so I try to shift everything over to the other hand so I can offer my mm. uh, hand closest to him in, in handshake. Mm -hmm. And uh, who might you be? Ah, sir, my name is not important at the moment. However, I do need you to come with me on a most urgent matter. Okay. <laughs> Nothing mysterious here. No, not, not the least. Oh, sure, it approves. 
And speaking of Astrid, what's she up to in October of 1871? Where did she wind up? Well, in her um, old in her old body, first of all. I know. All all short and delightful. Um, the the train, um, the debut of the train went without a hitch, um, and being kind of a student of an assistant to a uh, rhyme engine master. She mm-hmm. had enough renown coming off of that to get a spot in um, the, her brothers is plural, um, aero ship sort of design enterprise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not really her thing, but she's, she's using her degree for what she can. Mm-hmm. And uh, one evening, a uh, envelope is left on the desk of her workstation with a telltale handkerchief um, from one Miss Bernadette. And opening the parcel, it appears to be plans for some sort of (laughs) radium-driven flying device, which she's not sure if that's a good idea, but she did tell her brothers about it, and they're very excited. And so she's kind of, eh, eh, about it, but she's still doing her part of designing and working on stuff. So probably working in the workshop a lot is where she would be. Okay. So no Potterfield. No, not in this, not in this eventuality. Because mm-hmm. she only started looking into medicine after her friends got hurt on the train. That's right. Exactly. Okay. So you are, uh, you are deep in your work uh, one afternoon uh, when there comes a knock at your door. Hello. <laughs> and so the, the door opens a little cautiously and a, and a man with a waxed mustache and goatee sticks his head in. He says, uh, terribly sorry to bother you, ma'am. Uh, but um, I, am, uh, I am looking for a uh, Miss Astrid Faraday. Oh, yep, that's me. And I like wipe my hands on my apron. Mm-hmm. Ah, very good. Excellent. Um. This is most unusual, I know, but um, I am in desperate need of your assistance in a matter of great urgency. I'm wondering if you can come with me straight away. Oh, well, I'm always happy to help. Excellent. Uh, well, then, uh, if it's not too much trouble, uh, we, may we leave straight away? Oh, yeah, let me grab my bag. <laughs> I grab my bag, throw my extra spanners in there, and... Follow him wherever we're going. <laughs> okay. All right. And finally, what is Grizzly Grant Morgan up to in October of 1871? Well, at this point, um, if we had never met, mm-hmm. um, I probably would have never married Miss Holmes. Mm-hmm. Um, so probably having lost that, I would have made it back to america although probably did not make it back home um Mm -hmm. probably just hit the east coast uh landed in new york you know after the ship ride home Mm -hmm. and um found myself in new york for some time um Mm -hmm. probably uh got called in a time or two um to deal with certain riots uh, happening in the area, the Orange Riots, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and then shortly after that, uh, l- you, you won't read this in the history books, but it was Grizzly Grant who arrested <laughs> Mr. William Tweed. 
Damn. All right. Tweed. Yeah, yeah, you won't read that in the books, but that's what no. happened. Certainly, certainly. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> I go big. <laughs> I like it. Um, great. So, uh, so you're still in the the Big Apple. Shortly after um, assisting with that operation, and uh, you know you you stepped out onto the sidewalk to hail a, a passing uh, horse-drawn cab uh, when a man in a tweed plaid suit, wax mustache and goatee uh, steps in front of you and gives a little polite bow and says, eh, "Excuse me, good sir, may I share that cab with you?" Uh, please, partner. So you um, clamber in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I even hold the door for him. Oh, how polite. Was, oh, thank you. Thank you very much. And as soon as the cab is underway, he says, I must confess, uh, we have not been introduced, but uh, I, I happen to know who you are. You are Mr. Grant Morgan, a.k.a. Grizzly Grant. Is that correct? Been called that a time or two. But you have me at a disadvantage, sir. Uh, what is your name? Ah, well, that will come to light in due course. Uh, first of all, though, I must ask, are you at all uh, disposed to a transatlantic voyage? I am in desperate need of assistance. Hmm. Well, I did just get off the boat, but uh, could you give me any details about the job? All will be revealed at the end of the trip. Well, you, uh, <laughs> you have my attention, sir. <laughs> you have my interest, now you have my attention. <laughs> That's right. All right. So, excellent. Now, cut to uh, back on the Isle of Arran at Brodick Castle. As one by one, five of you arrive each escorted in turn by the mysterious man in plaid. He seems to have timed your journeys perfectly so that you would all arrive on the same day. So some of most of you came by train and ship from Paris, but you know, like he was sufficiently um, he left enough time, you know, like in New York City to actually get on a transatlantic steamer and sail to uh, Britain and then get on a train with Grizzly Grant. Um, and so, yeah, one, one at a time, he's escorting you up the walk to the castle, uh, taking his leave, disappearing, and then, you know, 15, 30 minutes later, another one of you arrives with him. Uh, each one of you, however, are positive that you traveled with him the entire time. Humans, oh, they only... all look alike. <laughs> I was just going to say, I feel like the only one not puzzled by this is Brexta, given her experience of time and how it differs from that of mortals. It's <laughs> like... not hard to make a couple of you. It's... <laughs> you find one prototype you really like it you just slap it on i'm just thinking i must be the only one without a tweed suit 
<laughs> and so gradually your party grows uh, inside the, the front hall of the castle. Uh, Laird McElroy is there to uh, welcome each of you. In turn, introduces himself. And, uh, and uh, you know, welcomes you to the castle. He, he, he offers his apologies. I have no idea why you're all here. Uh, your arrival was uh, foretold by the uh, local spirit who watches over to this island. Local spirit, you say? Yes, Indeed. we definitely need to hear more about this. <laughs> I've been instructed to wait, await all five of your arrivals and then take you to the back garden. Well then, shall we I guess get... whatever we're supposed to help with is back there. Yeah. All right. So as the five of you assemble in the hall, Laird McElroy takes you back uh, to the other side of the castle and indeed out into the uh, small garden that overlooks the uh, hedge maze, which all of you are seeing for the first time, of course. And um, there in the garden stands a lady in black, her face veiled, uh, bony fingers interlaced in front of her. And uh, in a whispering voice, she says, welcome to you all. Please have a seat, for I have a tale to tell. I have a seat. Are there chairs? Oh, yes. Oh, okay. A tea service is brought out, you know. And, uh, and so the black lady begins to weave a tale as a little flashback curtain descends over the scene. And now, as the curtain lifts, we are all back in the continuity of time from last week. So, it is October 1871, except you are all the characters you were playing last week, not the versions we just covered. Uh, you are gathered in the garden with the Black Lady. Uh, she has, uh, you know, called this meeting to tell you about this hidden gold. Interesting. It seems like it would be a little um, discombobulating to be jumped around like that. I, I don't know. How, how would one react to something like that, having those two continuities well, jammed in your mind? Basically, you can think of this continuity as the story that she's telling to the other continuity, if you will. Got it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how Tracking. did we get here in this continuity? Because I think we left off last. We were in the hallway, super mm -hmm. spooky. Yeah. Um, threats were being thrown around quite a bit, and then some time passed, and now we're in the like how what's what happened in between there? I guess. Well, basically, yeah, we we kind of we kind of wrapped it up with a little epilogue last time, which was that since Brexta and, and Co were able to, uh, you know, sort of get her to see see reason and and not rip people apart 
uh, she was saying that, oh, well, you know, all I ever wanted was for this island to re- attain its former glory. And to do that, we can buy back the land from the steam lords who purchased all the, you know, all the lots, basically. And in order to do that, I know where there's some hidden treasure, but it is not currently accessible in its, you know, current form. Gotcha. And was that, I guess, I guess I thought that that was all part of the same scene, but I I think it was. was, Yeah. Well, it was, yeah, more or less. Okay. Um, yeah. So basically in the garden now, or are we still in the hallway? This is the next day. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, it's, you know, you, you all had agreed like, okay, yeah, we'll help you find this hidden treasure. Uh, so, you know, since it had been a long day for everybody, (laughs) um, you know, it was agreed to meet the next day, the next afternoon for tea and find out more details now from the black lady. If that makes sense. So what can you tell us about this treasure that would save your island? All right. So she says, well, in my travels, I ranged over many lands, but it was when I was in Transylvania that I found evidence of hidden caches of old Roman gold buried around the countryside. It was said that you could tell where these caches were hit were buried by the blue witch fire that burned over them on St. George Eve. And so I waited patiently for that day to come. But when I went and followed the witch fires, I found all the gold had already been dug up and taken. Further investigation revealed to me that it is in the possession of one Lord Anton Dyer of Trevania, who used the gold to construct his infernal engine. What gold remains is deep in the vaults under his radium mines, protected by five inches of iron and thoroughly irradiated. I probably look like a little bit ill, you know, just for a moment, like, (laughs) gross. So you see, that is why I say that although I know where the treasure lies, it is not currently accessible. Tell me more about this, uh, was it St. George's Eve? Mm-hmm. So St. It... George's Day, as you would all know, no doubt, is uh, in late April. And for I don't know if it's a movable feast or not. Let's see here. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, next year it's going to be April 23rd. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and... It's late April, basically. Kind of depends on what church you're in as well. But anyway, St. George's Eve would be the night before. It's one of those, one of those, uh, you know, probably former pagan holidays that, you know, they say, oh, well, the 
the evil spirits come out on St. George's Eve, that kind of thing. Okay. Uh, all right, all right, all right. And so the black lady uh, concludes her tale and, and says, um, although much of the gold was spent on Lord Dyer's uh, infernal device, I am sure that that which remains should be enough for our purposes, although it would be nice to have the whole amount. Did he, like, finance his infernal machine and we can, you know, maybe turn it in for, like, a cashback credit sort of a thing? <laughs> yeah, store credit only. Airships for cash. Mm-hmm. No one kept the receipt. Yeah, sadly. <laughs> so, the black lady, you know, spreads her spindly fingers in a gesture of helplessness and says um, it was the best I could do I know it's not much hmm all right and we're in October now mm-hmm okay and then and she said uh, just so I've got it straight mm-hmm uh, what happened on St George's Eve? So basically, um, these hidden caches of treasure are revealed by Blue Witchfire. Right. Okay. On St. George's Eve. And so she waited until that evening and then went to all the different places where there was the Witchfire. And was like, aha, now I'm going to get the gold. And, then, and like, it was all gone. Yeah. Okay. So some bastard out there. Okay. Well, interesting. Well, if the treasure is gone... Um, do we do we have any clues or suspects as which to follow? It's all in Trevania, whatever's left, or at least okay. according to the Black Lady, it is. Well, looks like we got ourselves another one, gang. That's what we need to do to help, I suppose. There's not enough people around for me to turn into gold. To settle the debts anyway. <laughs> they all left uh, for well, America. Well, now you've sent all the help away. <laughs> yes. That's right. <laughs> flesh to gold's not going to work so good if we don't have any human flesh, specifically human flesh. <laughs> specifically. <laughs> the Laird walks by grumbling, like sweeping <laughs> a, a pathway. Sylvania. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we're headed, huh? Mm, perhaps. Okay, indeed. Perhaps. Well, a bargain struck is a bargain kept. So We must like, be away. Uh, on a map, I mean, what is the spatial relationship between Transylvania and Trevania? All right. So Trevania is uh, basically sandwiched between... Austria and Bayern and Transylvania is um, you know on this map the closest would be where where Bucharest is there so it's uh, kind of north of that up in them there hills 
That's my favorite terrain. Them mm-hmm. there hills. Yeah, that's true. Heading for them there hills. So it sounds like we have two options here. One is mm-hmm. to storm Trevania or somehow access it and just start stealing stuff that was uh-huh. purchased possibly with this gold. Maybe legitimately. Doesn't matter to us. We steal it. Second option, which might also be included, is to investigate this blue witch fire and see if maybe Lord Dyer missed some gold, right? And we could see if maybe some's left over that we can get. Or if he hasn't spent all the gold, then we can find some of that sweet witch gold in Trevania. Well, I think even before then, because if we need to investigate these witch fire, we're going to be waiting around till April. Not that big of a deal, but I think before then we should figure out who knew about this gold uh, and or who's brave enough to approach this kind of witch fire. Is the witch fire all like located in one area or is it spread out all across Europe or? It's mostly uh, spread out in a localized area, let's just say. Okay. And do like do we know what area that is or is it has it been revealed yet? You want to ask the black lady? Sure, yeah. So she says um <clears throat> she says well it is mostly in the domain of Count Vlad Dracul. Oh. Oh, no, no. oh yeah. Oh yeah. I know he sounds so cool. <laughs> <laughs> totally. How cool is he? He's Dracula. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Haas brings his flask uh, shakily to his lips. Hmm. You don't say. <laughs> it spills some <laughs> yeah. down his waistcoat, you know? <laughs> Maybe he would be able to let us know if someone in his domain was being sneaky sneaky around the witch fires. Do we know about Dracula? Are we like, say, what's oh yeah, his reputation? Right. What's his app? Brexta. <laughs> what's his app? What's his app? <laughs> so Brexta, you know of him certainly by by uh, by rep, if not by app. Um, let's see here. Yeah, you know of him as um, uh, the most powerful of a series of bad fairy human crossbreeds. As Vladdy the Batty. Got it. That require mortal blood to survive. That's a long way to say vampire, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, well, but like somebody like Grant, probably not. Okay, fair. Yeah. I'm a I'm a big deal back home too, I get it. <laughs> but it's like a, it's a regional kind of fame. Right. You're right. Yeah. Frederick knows about him for reasons. Uh, Brexton knows about him just because he's a fairy lord and she knows fairy lords, you know. Um, so, so I might look at, you know, I see Alex, or sorry, Alex, I see uh, Herr Haas. We do see Alex. I do, I see Alex right Alex, now. Alex, we see you. <laughs> Thank we you, see you. That's right. You're uh, validated. You are seen. Um, but I see Haas <laughs> reacting like that. And I've never seen, I mean, I've seen Haas uh, spooked before, but not quite to this caliber. So when I hear his little teacup chirping and chiming, 
I might look over at him and be like, Hoss, you okay, buddy? This is uh, not good. Uh, yeah, Count and I have a history together. I thought I'm... you were uh, German. Ah, <laughs> or, no, I'm Austrian. Austrian. I thought you were Austrian, sorry. <laughs> nine, nine, nine. Uh, <laughs> I'm going uh, to look both so amused so. and scandalized at the same time. Ooh. <laughs> like, ooh, Freddy, you bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and technically Transylvania is in the Austro-Hungarian Empire, so. Oh, okay. That shows Grant's that shows Grant and Kenny's ignorance <laughs> of the topography. Of... Yes, how dare you not be up on your nineteenth, late nineteenth century <laughs> geopolitics? It took it took all of my early game prep to figure out what the hell was happening in eighteen seventy one in America. <laughs> I'm shocked that you did not read of the Austro-Hungarian Compromise of eighteen sixty seven, in which the separate status of Transylvania ceased and it was incorporated into the Kingdom of Hungary as Translithuania. Well, that's my middle name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, ha- uh, yeah, I guess if Haas. I'm not going to press you if if you don't want to go into details, but I, I, I think we should know, all know what we're signing up for. Uh, yes, but perhaps not here. It is a longer story than what is appropriate. I must gather my thoughts. Is the lady in black taking Q and A at this time? Yes, you're opening up. Yeah, she's yeah, she's just let's open lined up, up behind the microphone. Right, yeah, you're all, <laughs> got the line going. Yeah. Oh my god, she's suddenly sitting in like an over overstuffed armchair up on a stage. Um. Yeah, no, she'll she'll answer any questions you have. Okay. I don't know that I have any. I just wanted to. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. That was his question, <laughs> is if she was answering questions. I'm like, you, excuse me, miss. I have one question. Are you answering questions? <laughs> Are you answering questions? Yes. How okay. much gold would you need to be set? Assuming, I mean, we're going and collecting all we can, but how much is required? So uh, Laird McElroy uh, intervenes at that point and, you know, sort of, Stroking his mustache, he goes, oh, it, it could be a lot there. Where, where, where's that voice coming? It could be a lot. That's <laughs> <laughs> not Jock. <laughs> it could be a lot. Uh, those steam lords are cagey bastards. They'll try and squeeze every last penny out of us. Yeah, if, if the steam lords are involved, consider me involved. I got a score to settle. Mm-hmm. I do want to know, uh, Lady in Black. I don't know what else to call her. Lady in uh, Black. Her, yes. her formal name is Katir Makanaba. Katie. 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 Mm-hmm. I got to say this, Katie. <laughs> is there, is there any, anything you can do to help us in this situation? Uh, so... Uh... She once again looks a bit dejected and she says, uh, Well, unless any of you have the ability to travel through time, I don't think there's very much we can do. 
Now, if memory serves, Brexta brought a guest with her, didn't she? I did indeed. Uh-huh. Was that young young Bertie Wells, if I'm remembering? In fact, it was. Someone well-moustached and down to party. <laughs> so, uh, you know, <clears throat> the other guests are present for this whole uh, debriefing, of course. And uh, and so from, from in the back, like the veritable hobbit at the Council of Elrond, uh, Bertie Wells pipes up and he says... Uh, I, I may actually know somebody. I'm going to turn around and look at him like he's an idiot. <laughs> now, Bertie, now is when you're going to spill the beans. <laughs> well, well so yes. Never. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm actually working on a on a, on a an account of his adventures. He's a, uh, well, he's a time traveler, you know. Oh, that's perfect. That's exactly what we need. Yes, he's uh, he's invented some sort of time machine, you might even say. Oh, that does sound interesting. Shall I send for him? Of course you should send for him, Bertie. Yes. Is there any way to avoid time travel? I don't like flying. I can't imagine. <laughs> well, your other option is you as you rightly outlined, is to basically mount a full frontal assault on Trevania and Lord Dyer. I mean... <laughs> I think Haas likes that idea better than going to Transylvania. <laughs> Ooh, good. We've got some conflict here. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, Grant's, like, checking his revolver. Um, <laughs> and being like, hey, uh, <laughs> if we go through time, who knows what we're going to, I mean, y'all already see what we screw up in the present. I can't, I don't know that I would trust us in the past. Turn the whole globe into margarine. <laughs> right. Lord almighty. Someone take my book away. Oh, sure it'll be fine. Yeah. It, Grizzly, it'll be fine. You aren't the one who has to make the time travel happen, so it'll go perfectly, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know what you mean by that. <laughs> well, we all know you have this tendency to just... It's like your ideas are just a little little malformed in that peculiar head of yours, and they just don't come out. I'm a little Quite... grandiose. I'll give you that. <laughs> no, 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 but you know what I am. I'm just going to kind of go on just a little more than it's like, like clearly polite. Just like, no, right. the, you know what I mean. Like, literally, this is your problem here. Grant's, Grant's just gonna nod and be like, I understand. Is your wife like I apologize. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, my wife checks out. If my wife is there, which she probably is, um yeah. Yeah. she's just like she's like, I'm taking notes, Brexta. <laughs> yeah. We need to have you lunch. what to Oh right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what did he want to do with the iron? <laughs> Okay, well, I mean, if time travel's the only way. It'll be the most exciting way. It'll be, and I'm going to like elbow Astrid, the newest way. Oh, it's true. I mean, who knows what we'll see? Anything could happen. Anything. Well, I imagine what happened is going to happen. <laughs> Unless we make it not happen. Oh, Lord. <laughs> there can be no consequence to this. 
Well, no paradox. <laughs> then nothing could go wrong. Time is an illusion to begin with, and so mm-hmm. everything will Indeed. Be From what I've been well. told, what has happened, what will happen has already happened. Time exists simultaneously, and it does not pass. We pass. Its passage is merely a trick of our brief perception. It should be entirely safe. Besides, I will be with you to keep you safe as always, my friend. Clap on the back. That's right. Well, I I pulled the almanac to 1985 out of my pocket. (laughs) (laughs) Love Haas's insider information to help us be safe. And you can have my little friend that I've almost finished making. And he can help you out too. You made another friend? I think you'll like this one. Okay. <laughs> we'll have to trade him hats. Uh, yeah. Well, <clears throat> all right. Well, I mean, I, I could see I'm outnumbered here. So I guess call in whoever you gotta and let's get this damn thing over with. All right. Uh, let's see here. Astrid, do you want to uh, take the moment to demo Fez for everybody's benefit? Fez is an invention that Astrid started working on basically as soon as she lost Potterfield because she was bored and lonely. And so she took a, a Fez, she took a hat, a tarbouche, if you will, um, and she put some automaton mechanical crab parts in it um, and now it's her new little friend and his little legs fold up so you can wear them on your head and nobody knows he's there, but he has two little manipulators and he has his little scooty legs and he can run around and get stuff for you. I'm working on some add-ons, but for now, he's just great and adorable um, and the best. This is the most whimsical thing I've ever seen. Shut up and take my money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I do I like... Still with like four. <laughs> Four. Oh, just a little fez army. Like we all have one. Like, yeah. yeah. Imagining them just like scuttling around my manor, you know, like around the grounds, just forming like a feral colony in my house. <laughs> somehow feral they start. Colony. Somehow they start breeding. You know. <laughs> well, I'm sure. I mean, if it moves, then clearly it. You know, looks yeah, like yeah. a crab. Probably is a crab. That's right. I don't know how crabs work. Crabs gonna crab. Looks like a crab, feels like a sneaker. Yeah. Well, yeah, I do like that more than, I mean, I, I don't, I, I do like Potterfield. Don't get me wrong. But uh, I you guess can't this wear, one's, You can't wear Potterfield. You can't wear Potterfield. You can smell them a mile away, but you can't wear them. <laughs> <laughs> Not with that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> I technically think Potterfield is wearing Potterfield, so... That's true, actually. That's probably a good point. Vacancy. Alright, so Bertie sends for his friend, the time traveler. Uh, Obviously, it'll be a few days. Anything you guys want to do while you're waiting? I'm going to give Bertie a terrible time for finally spilling the beans when I've been pestering him for all of these months, and he's just going to go and open up all of a sudden when some black lady says that we need a time traveler, 
I'm so mad about this, and I'm absolutely <laughs> going to be his own personal good-natured little poltergeist for the next couple of days. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. I'd want to do everything I could to research and find tomes around various castle library parts <laughs> in the area um, for, like, witch fire and, like, the lore around this whole thing and everything, if I can find anything about that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, you know the castle has its own, uh, you know, well-appointed library. I think at uh, dinner, maybe that night, or, you know, one of the coming nights, Haas will tell his sordid tale to everyone. His, uh, mm -hmm. how he, his first job was with a lovely count uh, up in the mountains, not far from, uh, well, strangely not far from, from his home in Innsbruck, which is quite far from Transylvania, but I'm mm. sure there was some dimensional shenanigans at foot. Mm. Uh, won't go into all the details, save to say that he was there for a very long time, even though it was a short time here in the mortal plane, and that he left on terrible terms, and in fact, it has been expressly forbidden, verboten, from returning to uh, the Count's domain, uh, implicitly on pain of death, but uh, at very least on pain of some, you know, uh, you know, other, you know, horrible outcomes, and that he uh, expresses his anxiety for returning, and uh, you maybe can tell that there's some things he's not telling you about, but he does have a very encyclopedic knowledge of the region and in particular the Count's castle and surrounding area itself, so that could be of use if we decide to go with this option, which Haas is still not in favor of. He'd still prefer the uh, frontal assault of Trevania, if at all possible. He'd still prefer to run down machine gun nests rather than... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that would cause Astrid some conflict because there's no way that she would want to like put Haas in danger of being mm. killed for going somewhere. Like that's not cool. So, if Frederick, you always do this. What often time do we have to tell you? You're just the worst judge of character. You can't just go around trusting people. You just what? Did, what were you thinking? That's Honestly, right. You weren't. You weren't no, thinking. No, I wasn't. <laughs> Wasn't thinking with his head, that's for sure. That's right. I'm like, Hoss, come on, dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm trying to think. I'm sure that the Count could see through a fairy glamour, but I don't know how good he would be at detecting, say, sorcery. And it turns out that Grizzly is quite good at having very lasting and believable effects with transmogrifying the human body. And so perhaps oh, <clears throat> you would Lord. feel safer if you were to is all about that. Haas okay. would way prefer being the um, experimental. We all know Astrid loves how she looks right now. <laughs> She's going to love the way forever. she looks. That's right. <laughs> grant Probably guarantees. Forever. That's right. It's got the, grant, the grizzly grant guarantee. <laughs> Magic <laughs> will happen. Magic will happen. <laughs> Captain EO style, just rainbows and sparkles. Right. Well, that there's one hell of an asterisk idea. at the end yeah. of that. Haas, you let you let me know. You let me know, Haas, and we'll make it happen. Oh, Haas is Haas is all about that. <laughs> Makeover. All right, give me ten minutes. Oh, we need oh a God. montage. Looks like Potterfield. No. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> Do you really want me to change how you look? Uh, the proof is in the pudding, bud, and the pudding's still good. <laughs> yeah, you might end up with like a green clay mask and cucumbers, but like for real, like that's cucumber right. eyes, you know, like that's You'll your actual final form. Relaxed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your actual final form. <laughs> to be fair, I have not tried to make uh, Astrid look like Astrid again. True. Well, because makes perfect grizzly. <laughs> I have been too afraid to ask you to try to change me back. <laughs> practice makes perfect, Astrid. That's right. I I have been practicing. I have been practicing. And oh, now Jesus. you have a willing participant who will actually let you inflict whatever sorcery you might conjure upon them. That's right. With, like no consequences. Virtually inexcusable. He trusts you. Oh no, Freddy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I trust you fully, Grant. Okay. Oh, I learned nothing. All right, let's do this. <laughs> what do you want me to make you look like? Would Alice? it help if I held up a picture of what he should look like oh, next to him to help you beard. concentrate? I mean, oh, I yes. think you look pretty good, uh, you know, to what you're supposed to look like that one time back then, you know? Yes. <laughs> it has lasted much longer than advertised. Right. And also, I do look like someone who is very traumatically linked to my past, but it's fine. I, I, I do don't understand. cry a little every time I look in a mirror. It's fine. <laughs> all right, look. We gotta, all right, I'm gonna fix this. You just have a seat, Astrid. <laughs> we gonna body swap? No, no, Grizzly, I said, <laughs> we're gonna Friday. We're gonna Freaky Friday. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm gonna fix this. Haas, you're up first. And then Rainy. Sure. Practice. You're change me too. Yeah. Here, practice my my Haas accent. <laughs> are we sure yet that we're even going? That, so this is yeah. a time traveler thing. Like before we do the well, Freaky Friday case, thing. Freddy, you know how long it takes for him to make these things happen. We need to get yeah. started now. If there's one thing I'm vulnerable to, it's peer pressure. Okay, do it. <laughs> yeah. What do you? Who do you want to look like? Jonathan Harker. <laughs> Let's see who that seems still safe. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <I know. Yeah. laughs> Whoa! It, it seems only fair that you would make him look like uh, Carl Gross. Ooh. Oh, that's true. Oh no! no. Well, that would be very appropriate. Astrid yeah. looks like Keep Bernadette. Going, yeah. mm -hmm. Although Carl Gross <laughs> might have with a the little theme. too much. Uh, he might be a little too well known. We probably want someone, or unless we want to totally potentially ruin Carl's reputation by using that to our advantage. Huh. Well, I'm gonna leave that up to Haas. Hmm. I mean, I can make you look like anybody, really, or nobody. Somebody we know would be safest, right? Rather than trying to imagine something, and I turn into kind of a weird, like, somewhat human-looking creature. <laughs> like... Why don't Why don't I uh, Why don't I make you look like my wife? <laughs> That's good. Oh, I am not even touching that one. <laughs> I'm Dude, when you when you said someone human looking creature, I just immediately pictured Mary McCheese. Like yeah, right. that's just like, <laughs> I was picturing Cronenberg's <laughs> Oh totally. I was picturing that uh, Jesus painting that the lady retouched. Oh, yeah. yeah, potato Jesus. Wow. You know they Jesus. you know they botched another one in Spain with this they one did. was the, a, a, the sculpture, the, sculpture. The, the, the bar relief, yeah, in the cathedral. Yeah. That one was even more disturbing. That looked like a yeah, that, has like that one looked like a stress eyes. Yeah, it looked like a stress doll like that with you the stress squeeze. Yeah. 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 Like a like a mad ball. 
Yeah. It really did. No, it was like full on Lovecraftian horror, like, but what if mouths for eyes? <laughs> Pretty <Yeah>. much. <laughs> a little a little Mr. Bill going on a little bit. There you go. <laughs> like he did look a little oh no. <laughs> Alright, Haas. You let me know. I'm gonna get set up. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go get a room ready. It's like setting up your tattoo station. Like, uh, that's right, yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'm like oh, I should more, probably clean this. More tarp set down in case of That's right. I set down a tarp in case he turns to butter. I'm taking precautions, people. <laughs> uh I get the candles out, the nice ones, you know. Mm-hmm. Um I set the scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. So, yeah, I think uh, I, I don't really have anyone in mind. So, I think we're just going to roll the dice and see how this turns out. Yes. Okay. Just, just, I think uh, that's totally fine. Just follow your instincts, Grant. All righty. Thank you. You are Alrighty. the sculptor. <laughs> you are the sculptor. Oh, God. <laughs> now, uh, before you jump in on that, I will say that for Astrid, in terms of your researches, you did determine that. Uh, so what, what you found is, is that this is like sort of peasant folklore of the region. And they say that on St. George's Eve, any hidden, any hidden treasure is revealed by these blue witch fires. And that uh, from what you can tell, they're scattered all over the countryside. So they're like definitely like outside of the Count's domain of dread, if you will. Not to uh, use terminology from another game, but, uh, you know okay being succinct so i feel like from the descriptions there's something that truly only exists at that time or is it something where if i had the right refraction or lens if you will (laughs) that i could peer into the dimension wherein they live the other days of the year um they're always there they're they're in a physical location it's just that you know in order to find them you know, it's like uh, Forest Fen's treasure, right? Like, imagine right. one one night a year there was a blue flame before right. it was found. You know, there there had been a blue flame burning over it. It's that kind of thing. Okay. You know, it's so, like you still kind of have to go look for it, which is what uh, Katie, you know, could like tell you, like, okay, you know, so you know, it's a flame here, flame here. She could like mark it on a map, you know, oh, awesome. and then you would just have to wait and like spot the flame when it lit up, basically. Yeah, then I probably would spend some time with her drafting a map of at least the locations that she spotted. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. All right. So, meanwhile, there's magic afoot. That's right. Always goes right. well. Let's do this. Hey, it would be amazing if just this one time it went off without a hit. I needed to... Well, to be fair... <laughs> it's always David's fault because I, he's the one who draws the major That is true. That is true. true. I'll, I'll take that upon myself. Um, I needed to go good twice. I because Haas needs to be well, my proof of concept. <laughs> I know he needs to be my proof of concept, <laughs> and for uh, <laughs> for Astrid to let me change her back. Proof of concept. <laughs> That's right. Fast, here's my here's my rough draft. <laughs> fast forward to a fucking like yeah, like just some chaos spawn like on chaos the rug, spawn, you know? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> make a little fart, make a little farting noises out of his very or various orifices. All right. So here we go. So so what is Frederick being turned into? Did we determine that? 
Um, he's gonna look vaguely like um, Mozart, because Mozart's Austrian. <laughs> like straight up with like the powdered wig, but that's like what his actual hair looks like. Your actual hair. <laughs> I love the idea that that's what Grant thinks Austrian people look like. So it's right, like a yeah. nondescript Austrian person. <laughs> at least it's not the 20th century because grant would make you look like hitler <laughs> totally yeah i'd be like well i'm pretty sure hitler was austrian like hitler yeah. mustache that he can't shave off it's just oh. like there. oh it's like your vampire curse like you try to shave it just immediately grows back immediately grows back it's actually technically oh skin god. it's not even hair oh god <laughs> it's a skid mark under your nose all right, so oh, yeah. my sorcery is better than it was last time. It's great now. That is Good true. Point. You you have been studying. I've been studying a little, uh, just a little bit. <laughs> Granted, I'm a little rusty. Now, my question to you is: the whole original plan was that you were just cast, you were weaving an illusion because that's your your area of speciality. Yeah. And we got what what happened was what happened was we got Ooh, a major. What happened was what happened was we got a major <laughs> arcana. And that's what made it permanent and irreversible. Right. So this thing with Frederick, are you just proof of concepting it that it's like, hey, look, man, I can cast this illusion on you later when we're in Transylvania. Observe, you know, or are you actually trying to, like, physically change him like you did with Astrid? If I can give him an illusion that lasts a while or like i said you know like if i'm just like i'm good now guys you know like i've learned my lessons this is mm. <laughs> this is i've been taking notes uh right. then you know i think that's fine too but i do need to i do need to permanently alter astrid back that's a whole other kettle of Haas fish yeah feel i feel like count dracula would see through an illusion that's true. Uh, so, so, so I might have to alchemy you a whole new body. I think we're going saying. full. Yeah, we're going for full okay. transmutation here. Uh, okay, fair. Physical right. transmutation. So, so that's why it's in, a proof of concept. And I'm like, it hurts. <laughs> Just <Right. laughs> is this what he's already like, like strapped in? Like, yeah, I know. I'm, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm like, bite down on this. <laughs> Tell him to choose someone who has the same height as you. That's all I can oh, say. Yeah, oh lord. I'm just War gonna make you. Mozart. Yeah, you're gonna <laughs> tell him it was Mozart. I'm like, I don't know. I never met him. <laughs> I'm just working off this tiny cameo portrait. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm He's pretty like, sure I, I heard one of his songs. Like porcelain white, like albino. <laughs> <laughs> you're always like looking to the left. <laughs> I cannot turn my head. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Okay, so. Uh all right. <clears throat> Start channeling my Masonic powers. I got the book out. Okay, so you're you're going the cuff. So well you kinda are because you're trying to turn <laughs> you're, you're trying to turn an illusion into a permanent uh polymorph again to borrow other that's, games that's terminologies. True. So po poly polymorph is in Falkenstein. Oh, okay. Well that's yeah. fair enough then. All right, so let's see here. Um it's closest to a, another spell called. Wait, what was it called? Uh, do 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 do. Where'd you go? Tran. Okay, shape of the unknown form. Since you're trying to shape him into somebody you've never met before. Okay, fair. All right. Uh, spell duration. Um, if you just if you want it to revert for Frederick, that's you know you could like set it to like one month. 
a month of duration if you want. I think that sounds fair. Uh, okay. Haas, what, what do you think? How, when do you want this to expire? Or do you want a year? A year. How do we know how long this endeavor might take? I, I don't want it to expire we're in the middle Saint of dinner. If George's like, Day or whatever, then that's not for a few months. That's, that's six true. months right there. Could, yeah. yeah. So we I could say do, a year. Okay. Okay. Why don't, why don't we do eight months? Why don't we do why we do eight months? Is there a difference in spellcasting between eight months and a year? No. It's it's kind of a logarithmic scale, so it's like week, month, year. Oh, okay, right. You know. Yeah. I just don't I just don't want you to have like insane like body dysmorphia for <laughs> longer than you need to. Oh really? Mm. Yeah, hey, you haven't asked me and I've been too embarrassed <laughs> to ask you. That's so Victorian. It's just like you've been doing all this shit together, and it's like, well, it's never come up. No, neither one of us mentioned it. She seems yeah. fine. I'm like, she looks happy. She's laughing all the time. Yeah, I'm just like cry eating like bread in the corner. I'm gonna get you fixed before we get on. Before we leave this castle, I'm I'm gonna get you fixed. Katsubu goes wow and runs out of the room. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Not you, Katsubu. We do that with a rubber band where I come from. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You do know the subject well, so that's a point in your favor. Nice. Okay. Yeah. All right. And obviously, this is a physical transformation, so we're going with wands as our suit of choice. That's right. And uh, okay, you, okay. So, what is your sorcery at now? It's at. Um, it's at great. Great. All right. So, you only have to accru- accrue twenty-three <laughs> points 20, of power. Twenty-three. Yes. In twenty-three minus eight. No, no. That's with that's with the eight already factored in. <laughs> okay, it was, good. It was so thirty-one you... to begin with. So. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So. Hey. Why, why do you look like that, Grant? You miss 100% of the shots you don't take, Haas. <laughs> what is this shots? <laughs> I hand him absinthe. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> take a drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Super gold. Okay, is there, are we first ready? of all, is mm. there, first, before we go, <laughs> I'm nervous. Yes. Yes. You were so we confident. Before. You're nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, you like you don't want to see a nervous doctor. You definitely, yeah. Like, <laughs> whoops. Um, yeah. There's nobody. Just to be sure, there's nobody in the castle that can help me out with this. No, there's no sorcerers on the Isle of Arn. Sadly. Okay. Fair. Right. Well, hey, that just means I'm the best one here. That's right. <laughs> You're simultaneously the best and worst one. <laughs> Right. You're Schrodinger's sorcerer. <laughs> I really am. All right. Okay, let's do Here this. Here we go. Let's party. Let's party. All right. Let's I see. That is nice. that is a seven of cups. Okay. Not much use to you. So that's a one. We need wands, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, for already. fuck's no. sake! Oh, God. God damn it! It's, it's the fool. The oh, fool. No. All right, let's what see happened? what the fool does for you. I don't know what it does in this sorcerer's deck. <sighs> oh, no, I'm sorry. That's not the fool. That's the hanged man. Yeah, oh, that's the hanged man. Tail. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Which is I think this is the really one you reversal. got before. Yeah. <laughs> I know spell, this one well. <laughs> the spell warps and becomes a new spell entirely. The oh, host no, is decides. Is this the margarine situation? This is the margarine yeah. situation. Oh. The host decides what form the new spell takes. This is not my fault, first of all. <laughs> is this going to be 
like Katsubu too. <laughs> oh, oh, oh yeah, Katsubu's a little friend. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> oh no. Oh, man, you could be one of those badass like that bronze monk. Oh man, it could be awesome. It, you, you could know, be you could become know. a street shark. We that would you know oh, like <laughs> cowboy of Moo Mesa. <laughs> shark. Am I, am I bullet, Dave? Uh, let's see. You could be. You could be if you wanted to be. You know, let's I didn't see, see David shuffle these cards. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I wish there was a little shuffle animation because I did. I did shuffle okay. them. Okay. Okay. Uh oh, well, that's an interesting option. I kind of like that one. All right. Uh. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Oh, so is that that stops golem. cold, right? That's it. There's no more rolls, no more, awesome. I mean, no more cards being drawn. It's just yeah, I guess happens. so. It just says the spell warps and becomes a new spell entirely. The host decides what form the new spell takes. Wow, but so. the spell does work. Like we said, magic happens. It, it yeah. Magic happens. Warping is a kind of working. That's right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Some interesting. Uh, hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting options here. Ooh. Are you going through the monster manual for D&D? &D? <laughs> no, um, I'm, just, I'm looking at all the stuff. Something that can wear a fez. Then it'll oh. Oh, maybe he gets transformed into a fez. Or like a little monkey. Mm. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Well. <laughs> Let's see. Maybe you get transformed into a... If he's a chimpanzee, his strength would be so much higher. Like That's true. he would be ripping off faces and testicles and <laughs> all sorts of stuff. Straight for the genitals every time. Yeah, yeah. testicles. <laughs> <laughs> the scander would make him one of his vests, so he'd have yeah. a little vest. It'd be great. Life is a chimp. I'd I would learn love how to be a battle like A little <laughs> organ grinder thing. All right, I um, am going to go. <laughs> sounds with... lucrative. <laughs> I'm going to go with a with an interesting uh, alternative here. Though the spell warps, uh, it is no longer a spell to change the physical form, but rather it affects Haas on the mental plane instead. Now we're talking. <laughs> okay, so okay. Alex, Alex, I'm going to. <laughs> Oh, Private message. message you this since it's something that's happening on the interior landscape. I just want it to be known that this none of this was my idea. I simply consented to it. <laughs> but, but surely, Grant, you have to accept responsibility for the fact that this is you know your abilities that is making all of this magic happen. A, a gun's just a gun. <laughs> no, the best part. Is like you finish casting your spell and you're like, well, doesn't look like it worked, but he looks fine, you know? Right? Nothing yeah, exactly. Happened. I'm like, right. yeah. I'm like, I'm as soon as I see see it, like, it's not going the way that I anticipated. I I like stop casting and I'm like, you know, I'm not feeling it right now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. <clears throat> Any questions, Alex? Or you got an idea there? I'm typing away. Ooh, excellent. Okay. Well, uh, it can't get much worse than that. 
So he didn't turn to margarine. He so didn't you know turn that to margarine. That's right. <laughs> so uh, <clears throat> Astrid, I'm ready whenever you are. But I don't know, Astrid. It looks like he wasn't even able to change him at all. Maybe he's just yeah, a tired old man and he needs some rest. Or well, I am a little tired. I mean, it's been a busy week. It has. That's true. So, uh, yeah, Haas looks around, looks down at himself, and looks up at Grant and shrugs. Well, it was worth a try. Ah, would you mind uh, removing these tight constraints, please? Of course. Yes. I'll walk over there and <clears throat> get the restraints off him. Ah, uh, thank you. Gets up, brushes himself off, reaches for his little flask of absinthe, and lifts it to his lips to take a sip, chuckles to himself, puts the cap on, and puts it back in his coat. Ah, uh, well, I think I will go for a walk now. Toodles! <laughs> Classic Haas. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing suspicious here. <laughs> I just realized that Astrid's the worst character to put in a land of vampires, but we'll see how it goes. <laughs> because they'd be like, can I come in? And she'd be like, yes! <laughs> Please <come> in. <laughs> Yes, of course. I'm terribly sorry. Would you remind? Would you mind removing all the garlic from this property? <laughs> of course. <laughs> all, right. all right. Well, well Astrid, are you ready? Yeah. How How are you feeling about that? No, I mean, it didn't seem like your spell was able to work this time. So maybe I just I wanted to. I just really. I mean, you know, Haas. We could. It, there's a delay on it where you know because we won't be changing we won't be going back for some time so uh yeah <laughs> so oh, yeah you okay. hear Haas whistling in the background as he's uh heading outside and see him <laughs> kind of wandering in the backyard with his hands in his pockets just looking he around seems whistling. fine so, yeah sure seems, let's go for it seems great all right let's do this we'll get it over real quick this will go so well. All right. Well, the good news is, since you're trying to turn her back into her old form, the cost won't be quite as high, since you're not, you mm. know, you're more familiar with that one, that there version. There we go. Yeah. You're not sure, trying to make her look like. Fine. You're not trying to make her look like, uh, you know, uh, Queen Margaret of, you know, Saxburg Gotha or something. <laughs> like... Right. All right. So let's see here. Nothing could Where go wrong. That? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, oh yes, duration would be the other question. I assume you want to go with permanent. Yeah, I would like permanent, for sure. Okay, well that yeah. will offset the savings then, unfortunately. Uh, we're going to have to add that back. So, uh, Let's see here. Barely know Although I'm really enjoying the thought of it not actually being permanent and just one day Astrid just like, boop! <laughs> yeah. yeah and it's sort of like the hulk because all my clothes rip as i grow like two feet <laughs> yeah oh man so let's see you saved uh three points 
by knowing the subject well, but then we're adding eight points back on for permanency. Brings us up to 36. Minus the eight for great. Takes us down to 28. Okay. All right. And there's nothing I can do to make that lower. We are looking at the exact (laughs) same cost. We were with Haas. So obviously it's going to be fine. Actually, it's worse. It's worse. Oh, yeah. Haas is 23. Oh, okay. So. Close. <laughs> and I need wands, right? You need wands, yeah. Here comes. I'm feeling a king of wands. I'm feeling yeah. it. Let's go with an ace. Let's, I know let's it's aim not high. A king of wands. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. all, right, all right. You know, could be an ace. Could because be. Because I have the king of wands. Oh, oh okay. Oh. Oh, no, because it's in the magic deck. Yeah. All right. Well, that's an eight. That's uh, Or no, that's a nine. A nine of wands. We're off to a good start. Nine. Boom. Boom. All right. So So what are we at? 19 now? 19 points to go. Oh, what is this? (laughs) Oh. Oh, it's the tower. (laughs) My God. That's an awful card. Just generally, I, in ter- like that's not the I mean, one you want, right? No. In, t- in tarot readings, it's a it's not a good one, but in Falkenstein, it could be the best one. I have a feeling that a card that deals with horrible things happening, especially dealing with hubris, when it comes to a magic user, is not necessarily going to turn out great. Yeah. So, so Grant, you are gathering. You're gathering the uh, the energies here, and you know this is outside of your. So that's how your normal training, you know, you're just trying to kind of chase that feeling you had when everything went so wrong the first time. <laughs> so you're you're fumbling your way through. It's like trying to teach yourself electrical wiring on the fly. And uh, I've and done so, that. <laughs> and so yeah, you uh, the some of that energy actually slices through you physically, unraveling part of you. <gasps> so I am going to draw a card to see how much damage you take. And let's see here, if it is a numbered minor arcana, if it is a minor arcana face card or major arcana face card. Okay, this, what did I get? I got, uh, oh, I got a king of cups. That's not good. Okay, so, so yeah, so you're casting the spell and suddenly you feel this, um, this tremendous pain like shoot up your arm and across your chest and oh god and indeed like well some of (laughs) some of your skin actually like does literally unravel up your arm like uh yeah like in a kind of a whip-like motion you know and so like blood starts to soak through your sleeve well that's just embarrassing oh god yeah i ripped (laughs) my shirt off so you can see my old man pecs Got that dicky pop body. That's right. And also the ribboning flesh from my yeah. arm to my chest. That's less impressive. More it horrifying. Really yeah. Uh, yeah. I just screamed like, someone get my bag. Yeah, I fall to the ground. Um, screaming. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. like an appropriate response to... Screaming is an appropriate response. Yeah. My wife probably screams so hard she passes out. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. She oh definitely, definitely a faint in order for that one. And yeah, she uh, swoons. It's it's a whole scene. Her. Absolutely, of course. <laughs> now, is this like an injury, or is this like because it's caused by magic something where he is? This is now lost flesh. Like, is it something I could try to treat? Or what's going on here? You could certainly try and treat it. Yes, it is All a right. physical wound. So you can try and treat it. 
how much damage is i mean like do i feel like i remember falkenstein characters don't necessarily die uh correct you only die if the player wants to die oh, okay. uh, otherwise you're incapacitated basically does that incapacitate me uh that is a good question i was actually just trying to look for the injury section here okay what is your courage my courage is great and your physique my physique is average average okay so no it, it would not incapacitate you oh okay yeah okay well yeah i still Better. go down screaming definitely um mm -hmm. and uh yeah i guess so like nothing happens to astrid though no okay. no you you can continue casting the spell if you want no <laughs> I mean, should we? <laughs> no, I've already gotten up. I'm shuffling through my bag. I'm going to get ready to do some medicinal treatments mm -hmm. for your ribbony flesh. All righty. Don't turn me into a... Don't turn me into a potter field. I mean, it is rather festive. It is a bit like a, a maypole, wouldn't you say? <laughs> like Brex is all leaning in, like, oh. Yeah. Oh. Is that... you? You could unpeel all of them this way. That's so. <laughs> it's like one of those china pencils. You just oh, right. pull the pull the thread, and then the wood the wood strip <laughs> just comes right off. All right. Well, yeah. I probably. I guess I'm not incapacitated, but I probably you know I hit the ground pretty hard. Obviously, the magic is sucked out of the environment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, kind I'm of, sorry. Kind of killed the mood. Yeah, sorry about this, everybody. <laughs> a little bad, maybe. Because I really did think he could, but I guess... I appreciate your vote of confidence. We were all rooting for you! When that That's the ultimate, that's Grizzly's character happened, arc. I wasn't expecting <laughs> you to get ribboned, like to get spiralized or whatever. So. Like, yeah. a spiral, like a spiral cut hand. <laughs> yeah. Totally, yeah. Tis the season. <laughs> All right, so uh, I have boop do. I have physicianing. Let's see, physician good. Okay, that's sufficient. So you are able to treat his wounds, and so basically what that means is that uh, untreated wounds take a number of weeks equal to the number of wounds you took to heal, but if they're treated, that bumps down to days. Oh, cool. And then could I, and then this will be up to Kenny as a player as well, but mm -hmm. I like the idea because this is such like a cool magical injury that you've taken, like your skin spirals off, which doesn't freak me out because I've seen some weird stuff now. Like <laughs> I yell for someone to go to the garden and grab me like this plant that I saw out there. I'm preparing all of my stuff. And basically as part of the repair, I've like packed it with this like woad paste basically. So you now have this cool like blue like tattoo spiral down your Oh arm. yeah. That's permanent too, but yeah. 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 Like may <laughs> yeah, maybe like the maybe the spiral scar, um, it's like all keloided out. And uh instead of being all like red and pink, it's it's blue from the yeah. from the medicine. That'd be cool. Sweet. Yeah, I'm like way into it. that. And from now on, Grizzly Grant will have no sleeves. <laughs> always, always sleeveless. Yeah, <laughs> he gets 
any suit, he's like, fuck these sleeves. <laughs> Unless it's like Red Dragon style and you only show that off when you're about to cast magic or something. You oh, know? Na- there, yeah, now like we're talking. Tear away, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, time no. for it, casting. <laughs> like, yeah, whenever I try to cast a spell, my that one sleeve like bursts apart, you know, because there's like magical radiance and pain from my from my scar. Ooh. Yeah, because yeah, it's like, yeah, dirty output like whenever you try to do magic totally so now whenever i cast magic that that arm i imagine is probably my right arm my left arm probably holding the book so my right arm spiraled out so now whenever i cast something that that sleeve will just like kind of blow off hulk style all right i approve okay well that was uh you know it didn't. It didn't get the results you're looking for, but it definitely got results for both magic, both subjects. Magic happens, yeah. Asterisk. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag magic happened. Well, that's how we pass time while we wait for the time traveler. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's been a long time since I had a T-shirt uh, idea. I like hashtag magic happened. Yeah, yes. that. Totally. It's got to have the. <laughs> who put it there? Was it? Uh, Brexta, yeah. Magic happens, asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, <clears throat> um, you do indeed pass the time. You get into all kinds of shenaniganry in that in that way, as we just covered. But uh, in due course, there comes a knock at the door, and uh, the man who is admitted is wearing a plaid tweed suit. With a waxed mustache and beard. You've never seen him before. How many am I? Am I? How how long did this happen after the magic fiascos? Uh, you know, probably the next day. So you're still healing up. Okay, yeah, I'm still in. I'm still probably in bed then. My wife doting mm, on me and, and mm, trying to mm. heal me and all that stuff. True. True. Yeah. Okay, um, well, for the rest of you, you know, you uh, you meet with the gentleman uh, in the parlor, and uh, and he says, uh, Mister Wells informs me that uh, you are in need of my services. How can I be of assistance? <gasps> oh, it's you. Oh, well, please, like, won't you come in and and have a seat? And oh, I'm sure we can find some tea or something for you oh right this way like just mm-hmm. fangirling so hard probably <laughs> never seen me less composed ever. <laughs> right and uh and in the manner of all you know people who are confronted with that sort of fanish behavior he's just like uh, 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 thank you mm. uh yes so uh, what is, uh, what is the nature of your problem? Well, you see, in order to help this great island, we need to find treasure that's under the witch fires. Um, but it's been taken already. But if we go to when it hasn't been taken, then we can get it. I see. So you wish to go back to a time before the treasure was taken. I mean, right? And I look around. Pass nods. Oh yes, that sounds good. Indeed. 
I think we can manage that. Um, and he, he looks at the four of you and he says, is this everyone? Uh, no, we have Grant too. He's in bed um, recovering from an injury to his arm. Do you want to go see him? I know where his room is. Uh, no, I don't think that will be necessary. Um, I've only built my machine for one, but I, I suppose we could all pile on. We're very friendly. There will be plenty of room for everyone. Yeah. The quarter, so. That's true. What could, what could go wrong? And of course, we must bring Katsubu. Yes, that's true. And I have a hat. Is that okay? <laughs> uh, yes, hats are permissible, of course. Well, very well, then. Um, as soon as your friend is feeling up to it, we can head, head off straight away. Luckily, that should only be a matter of days. Very good. I'll have the... Uh, I'll have the... Uh, uh, and he's kind of looking around, and, and he looks at the laird, and he says, Sorry, do you have anyone here who can assist with moving my crates up from the ship? And, oh, uh, I can help with that. Yeah, McElroy looks a bit chagrined. He's like... Ah. <laughs> it's like all of my... I can help too. I can help you. Servants are Californians now. <laughs> uh, well, very, very well. It's it's quite a large uh, device. Uh, uh, take a bit of, of doing. I have a good physique. <laughs> I'm Skander's sure we just... can see it done. <laughs> yeah, Scanders just quietly flexing his muscles. He's doing the like doing heck thing. Dance. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, very good. So you head down to the, the village of Brodick and um, you know, with, with the help of Jock, who of course didn't leave, um, managed to get this massive uh, crate unloaded from the from the ferry and onto a a buggy or not a buggy, but a, a wagon. And uh you know, moved up to the castle. And so, uh, Grant, from your, you know, guest quarters, you watch as this, you know, gigantic, like, 8 foot by 8 foot by 12 foot crate gets taken down off the back of a wagon uh, in the back garden and starts being disassembled, you know, and what is revealed as the, uh, as the packing straw is, is swept away is this, like, very bizarre device that kind of looks like um, a deconstructed sled, you know, with a single seat and a gigantic uh, saucer-shaped object behind it, you know, and all kinds of like gears and uh, levers and whatnot. Mm-mm-mm. Don't like it. <laughs> I think Iskander and Astrid do like it. I have a feeling we're probably just like looking right. at it all over. Mm -hmm. Examining my, it closely already. My tinkering is poor, so I imagine that uh, implies my taste. Definitely. Yeah, Astrid and, and Iskander are just like, you know, do, doing the thing, you know, it's like, oh, like following every curve, you know, like it's a Bugatti or something, you know, just like, oh. This is amazing, and yeah, you can tell it is. Uh, it is very well crafted, um, you know, and uh, seems to employ many 
strange and unknown uh, tech in its construction. I'm imagining like like pupils, like feral cat with the zoomies dilated, you know, <laughs> just turning to him. How did it come to you? Well, you know, that's that's an interesting uh, interesting question, actually. I mean, it's um, it's a, a bit of a, a, a obsession of mine, you know, in, in, initially in a fit of inspiration, and then and then I just I couldn't I couldn't set it aside. I had to I had to see it through, you know. I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. What do you mean, you people? No. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by that? Yeah, how haunted does he look as he like gazes off into the? Quite. <laughs> Attacks gifts on on fire off the shoulder of Orion. <laughs> mm-hmm. Quite so. I've seen Haas make that face. It's. I think it's just a. Yeah, it's just a face guys make sometimes. <laughs> face guys make sometimes. So um. Stare. Yep, yep, the old thousand-yard stare. The old time machine stare. Uh, so, yes, by the next day, uh, Grant, you are healed up enough, you know, that you can you can move about and do what you like. I, um, I tell my wife that I'm going to have to go away for a little while. But um, I want her to stay here in the castle, and I've—I'll I'll probably arrange with the laird to put her up here until we get back. You know, uh, spare no expense, of course. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I just want to tell her that I love her and uh, kiss her deeply, passionately, mm-hmm. and tell her I'm coming back. I'm never going to lose you again. That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I kind of tip my hat, you know, just grab the brim a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, well, I guess whenever we're ready, are we leaving now? <laughs> I guess I'm like getting all dramatic. Yeah, no time like the present, you know. That's right. Okay. Well, I say, uh, I say, yeah, I just kind of, yeah, that's right. I grab just the brim of my hat, tip it down a little bit, and walk out. All right. Any anyone else uh, last minute things before you de- depart? I'll just make sure that I have my map and Fez and my bag and <laughs> there we go. Map, Fez, and bag. Okay. Yep, Tell Bertie to not wait up for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Make sure we just go get our effects and, you know, as we prepare to embark for the unknown. Okay. Are we bringing luggage or is this just just us? It's entirely up to you. Is there room for luggage? Hell no, but you can <laughs> certainly try and squeeze some on. Giant steamer trunk. Yep. If my magic bag does not fit, then I will take just like my little like Role of instruments, like my most prized instruments, right, out of it. Right, right, 
I'll just uh, carry Katsubu in like a little baby. <laughs> now, my glamours are things that you can interact with, yes? Sure. Can I just glamour it bigger? Ooh, interesting question. Make it a little larger for everybody. Hmm. I don't see why Make us not. A little smaller. I was yeah. thinking, like, wouldn't it be cute if we all just fit in his pocket? That would be really cute. Pretty sure mine will wear off. <laughs> but if the, it doesn't, that sounds pretty exciting. The good news is it's all brass and wood, so it's not going to cause you any uh, any Vomiting. headaches. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I did go out of my way to make sure in the description, Fez is all brass components, so it's favorite. Oh, very nice, very nice. My Astrid, that's just so humane of you. Look at Grizzly. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> just terribly decent of you. Okay, I think um, that... And there's a there's an image of the machine. Um, I think that due to its complexity, you can certainly certainly make an attempt at that. Um, pull these cards back here. Uh, so that would be. Uh, you know, is glamour always its own suit? I forget. It is um, cups. Cups. Okay. So. It would need an extraordinary success, and a full success would be ideal so that would be a 16 points worth of uh of cups and i am starting at four uh is your glamour average yes okay yes no. okay let's start with this okay oh wow okay ace of cups so that <laughs> 15 right 15 plus four is 19 Ooh. yep so uh oh. that gets you your full success Yep. If you want to try for 24, that would be a high success. Mm, unfortunately, I would have to ditch my whole hand. Mm -hmm. I think I'm just going to be content with it being good enough in the spirit of Grant. <laughs> All right. Cool. So, uh, great. So, yeah, you're able to glamour it uh, so that it actually... We'll say that like it doesn't technically look bigger until you get until you climb aboard, and then it's like suddenly there's plenty of room for everybody. You know, like a Hogwarts tent. Perfect, exactly. So, um, so indeed, you all load up. Katsabu is there with you. Uh, Astrid's bag fits no problem. <laughs> and uh, Haas, did you want to bring any luggage as well? Since you asked. Well, yeah, if there's a room, maybe a small suitcase with just a change of clothes and a few personal items. Okay, sure. Mm -hmm. All right. All right, so you all uh, clamber aboard, and um, the uh, time traveler takes his seat while the rest of you, like, hold on to any spare, you know, support strut you can find. And, uh, and he says... I'm just going to take us back two years. Uh, that should be sufficient for your needs. Um, what you'll see around you is the world changing. Do not be alarmed. This is 
completely normal. We are safe inside of the bubble created by this machine. And uh, so there's like this little crystal knob that is uh, up on the front of the uh, of the thing. And he uh, eases back on that, like just sort of, you know, a little bit. And uh, sure enough, you can see the sun overhead begin to move a little faster across the sky, except it's going backwards, right? And uh, and then he, he, you know, he pulls it down a bit more, and the sun like kind of shoots down behind the horizon, and the you know gets dark as night all of a sudden, and the moon pops up, you know, and then he eases back on it yet more, and then now it's like day, night, day, night, day, night, you know, and. Uh, and then he goes, I really like to take this thing up, you know, as, as fast as it can possibly go. It's quite a thrill. And then he just kind of jams the lever, like, down to an extent where it's just like, you know, just a blur of light and darkness, you know. And you're watching, there's a, there's a little counter, you know, that's showing the date. And it's starting to, like, tick back at, like, a really fast rate, you know. I feel like Grizzly would start to get sick. And, uh... <laughs> He would like, probably in disbelief, pull out like his pocket watch, uh huh, and you know look at it, and uh, but as he's kind of like sitting there, kind of like shaking in, he like you know drops it and it flies out. He catches it by the chain and it fucking turns into dust or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my watch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, but yes, indeed, much much as the time traveler promised, as long as you stay within the bubble, uh, everything, you know, time remains relatively fixed to your own normal uh, sense of, of passage, right? And so, um, so yeah, so everything's kind of blurring past you. Um, just, you know, as, a, as an aside for for you as players, you know, I think we've all had that experience where you're watching some uh, streaming content, let's say, and and you wanna you wanna back it up a little bit, and so you you go back at a times two speed, but that's not really fast enough. So you go to times four, you're like ah, what the hell, make it times eight. And you know what? Actually, let's make it times sixteen. And before you know it, you kind of a little a little too far, right? I just mentioned that. I'm just mentioning that. Yeah, before you know, you know it, you're surrounded by dinosaurs. I, you know. I'm just going to put this right here. <laughs> just... Don't worry about it. But this is right here. You know how that <laughs> Don't happens. Worry about it. Not relevant. Yeah. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> just thought I'd mention that. Yeah, I just some relatable. Yeah, just yeah, some oh. relatable content. Yeah, you know, I'm just I'm just doing the, you know, relatable stand-up comedy, you know, or it's like, <laughs> you, don't you hate it when you're trying to <laughs> Trying to rewind. What is with these rewind? Why do they even go up to 32 (laughs) times speed? Who needs to go that fast? Just hit the restart button. (laughs) I think the 32 times speed was back in the grand old age of VHS. Mm -hmm. Ain't nobody got time to rewind. Mm -mm. No, sir. Uh, Although it does remind me of those really fancy rewinding machines they had at video stores. Where you just put the tape in and it goes... That's pretty much done. They had the nice. one that looks like a Corvette. <laughs> you guys ever seen those? <laughs> wow. Little rewind machine. A little too yeah. fancy for a... Hey. hey. Only the best. 
Because sometimes you just can't wait to rewatch that movie you just watched, right? <laughs> All right. By those so, really Hastings back in the day. Hell yeah. Possibly All right. Video just with the finger manually. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, anyways, the time machine is whizzing away. The date is moving too fast to really see what it, uh, you know, is is displaying. And you even hear the time traveler kind of go, oopsie doodle. And then he moves the, uh, he moves the little crystal knob back up and, you know, very, very quickly it starts, you know, the blur begins to slow and resolve itself. And then you are hit by a blanket of humidity. Uh, you are in an atmosphere of oppressive humid heat and you are surrounded by strange, uh, you know, giant palm fronds and ferns. And, uh, and you see this, like, you know, dog-sized dragonfly, you know, sort of zipping along. Oh, Rady called it. It is amazing to see how much changes in just two years. <laughs> I never would have thought Scotland would look this way, but astounding. Grizzly's gonna reach for his gun. El Nino season. <laughs> yeah, that's El Nino. Ding dang, climate change. <laughs> climate change. Uh, <laughs> literally, we just went through it. Uh, you did. <laughs> the, yeah, Grizzly's gonna reach into his uh, into his jacket and pull out his revolver, ready to alter time forever. <laughs> yeah. So the time traveler is looking at the uh, display on his clock, and it's showing this like ludicrously massive negative number and uh and he says oh dear not again the last time it was the future you know so uh so he says uh i'll just need a moment to recalibrate excuse me i'll get us back don't worry yeah, I'm just like this. Jack skeletoning all over the place i'm like what's this <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, can we get traipsing over everything? <laughs> All right. Can we get out? Is or is he like? Yeah, yeah. No, he, he he's you know he says uh, he says feel free to to look around a bit. Uh, this will just take me a few moments. Jurassic oh, God. Park, this, huh? Yeah. All right. Well. I'm already like laying on a triceratops, listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I guess just looking around, and I mean, I'm back into like hunter survival mode. You're, y'all are about to call me Velociraptor Grant here in a little bit. There we go. <laughs> Velociraptor Grant. That's what they call me. <laughs> just Doesn't roll four. off the tongue. <laughs> right? Yeah, as... <laughs> not as good. We'll start calling you Velociraptor Vinny. There you go. That? You need that alliteration <laughs> there in there. How long did it take? from our perspective for all that to transpire like two minutes oh okay <laughs> why i was wondering if like Haas needed to stretch his legs a bit or something like, if you're there for a while oh right right no no you're you're good you're good uh you know astrid has already run off and is you know examining the xenobotany or whatnot the paleobotany uh, yeah. excuse me <laughs> yeah i'm probably running after astrid being like come here astrid Get over here. <laughs> like a dog. Hey, hey. Astrid, back here. Astrid, get back here. And then I'm running in the other no, direction. No, but look at like, that. Oh, look at this. 
Yeah, yeah. I'll see if <laughs> going, the... then I'll probably go and just go for a walk in another direction. Cats again. I'm waiting <laughs> on the meteor to sh- fucking streak through the sky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cats is chasing a, a dragonfly that's like three times bigger. <laughs> than the cat, yeah. 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 <laughs> Carried off. Eating wow. primitive, uh, <laughs> primitive primates. <laughs> right, yeah. How about uh, Iskander? I, you know, I feel like I would be maybe cautiously exploring the immediate area because this is a very strange uh, turn of events and not necessarily, um, you know, rele- relevant to my interests as much as my patriots. So I'd be a little cautious. Somewhat more like like Grant's, like this can't be, this can't be safe. <laughs> yeah, there's danger lurking about. There has to be. Okay, perhaps there is. All right, <laughs> yeah, science happens. Asterisk. Um, all right, so. Um, uh, yeah, you're wandering about, and ah, uh, my my dice rolling instincts are like you know clawing at, at at my brain. I'm like I must randomize, must have random encounters. Um, let me let me throw down a random uh, card from the deck. We'll do that. No. All right, I'll make sure to shuffle it first, and let's see what we get. Hmm, the King of Pentacles, eh? Let's see here. Mental and intellectual activities. Okay, okay. That's cool, that's cool. Um, so, uh, Astrid. Yes. You, <laughs> you do indeed find uh, plenty of interesting, uh, you know, specimens to uh, examine. You know, and... Um, I don't know if you want to take any samples or not, or... Of course I would. Of course. <laughs> All right. So that's fine. Uh, you're able to take quite a few since I got King of Pentacles. So, I mean, I assume I take like, oh, here's a leaf and blah, blah, blah. And here's like this little, you know, thing of dung that I probably found. I'm keeping that. Um, <laughs> would it be possible to find a small, not dinosaurial size, like creepy crawly that I could put in a jar? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Right. I would like to do that. Okay. Uh, yeah. You know, we were just talking about giant millipedes a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. Full it turns out to be a, a baby. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just wear it like a boa once it grows up. <laughs> exactly. All right. Yeah. So you, you find a little, a little, uh, a little giant pill bug, you know? Oh, that's so cute. Is that a roly poly? Is that what that is? Indeed. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's just keep that going then. Let's, like let's Astrid, put that way. down. <laughs> I don't know where oh, that's look been. Look how cute it is, and I like pointed at you, and all its little legs are like doing its thing. Oh god! Right, well, I, I did just deal Ace of Cups, so you know the pill bug does look at you, and it does look awfully cute. It's got little hearts for eyes, you know. So okay, well, it is pretty cute. 
got a certain right. familiar familiarity about it. This is my great great grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> Looks just like Benedict Cumberbatch. All right. Ah, the sun. Interesting. The heat is oppressive. Um, you know, the, the humidity and the oxygen levels in the atmosphere are much greater than anything uh, you've ever encountered, any of you. Even if there was a, you know, a great explorer amongst your ranks, it would be much more than they had ever experienced themselves. So it is actually getting, like, kind of uncomfortable to be here. We just need to get back to the machine and see if our friend has fixed it. Oh, but Grant, this is the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to see something you've never seen before. And we done seen it. <laughs> I sound like my grandpa. <laughs> we done seen it. They got All McDonald's right. here. <laughs> We'll go home. I'll do better than McDonald's. That's right. <laughs> All right. All yeah. Right. I'm going to start walking back. All right, come on. We got to go. We got a mission here. All right. So uh, as you... Put the little isopod under my fez. <laughs> nice. Uh, sorry, what was Frederick doing? Was he just uh, straight chilling? Just... Yeah, just wandering, just uh, going for a stroll. All right, cool. No real purpose to it. Let's uh, let's see what he gets. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Is that what I uh, death? Oh uh, yeah, that'd be death. Uh... I'm, so, I'm sorry. Well, uh, what the... I knew what it was because I could hear Santi um, laugh yelling from the other one. <laughs> well, the card was so small until you blew it up. Like, what am I looking at there? Oh, yeah. oh. oh that would be that be death. That'd be death. Okay. So, uh, so Frederick, as you are traipsing through the jungle, um, your keen ears uh, detect the sound of something very large uh, coming your way. You know, smashing down undergrowth tree branches, etc. A little flight of uh, strange feathered lizards, uh, you know, comes uh, bursting out of the, the brush, flushed by this noise, flies over your head. Katsubu tries to jump up and grab one of them, misses. Well, Katsubu doesn't seem worried, so I'll, uh, you know, kind of uh, step to the side a bit, but just watch. Maybe lean up against a uh, large fern, kind of observe whatever's whatever might be happening. Okay, all right. So um, maybe about thirty yards ahead of you, a uh, a rather massive uh, bipedal monstrosity uh, emerges from the thicker parts of the jungle. Um, it is the uh, walking on two legs but with its overall sort of posture being very kind of horizontal you know it's it's a large fanged uh mouth sticking out ahead of it and a very large tail behind it uh it has some little tufts of uh, feathery growths uh coming out of its back and its skull 
uh, you know, but um, it uh, it looks around with these uh, very odd eyes. They're kind of uh, forward set uh, eyes, and uh, and they narrow on you. Is Katsubu still around? Uh, yes, and at this point, Katsubu has has turned to face this thing and is uh, arching his back. Okay, I'm going to uh, snatch up Katsubu and break into a sprint. Okay, uh, let's uh, let's turn this into a little chase. Let's spice <laughs> it up. <laughs> All right, this and that. Okay. So let's see here. This will obviously be a, a physique uh, test. Oh, goody. My, uh, so this thing has a great physique. Average. Okay. All right. What can you do to beat my great physique? Well, we need one. My hand is. Yes, <laughs> as mentioned earlier. Mm hmm. A little foreshadowing. Aha! <laughs> uh hmm. Okay. Great, huh? Mm -hmm. Well, I can do nothing except dump my dump my hand, I guess. Mm, mm, mm. So we'll see what happens here. But I got there's my uh, wands there. This looks like it's a four of wands. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then I have a page of cups, which is one point, three of cups, another point, and a three of swords. Okay, all right. So that gets you up to eleven total. That does beat my great however okay. i would be remiss as the host if i didn't play a wands card myself here would you though <laughs> I mean, technically we can only die if we agree to it so you'll just be horribly maimed that's right you'll that's just right. be crunched on yeah. a little bit yeah join join the club <laughs> this is just the, the faster must go faster moment that's all. Now, do you let out any kind of like cry for help any kind of womanly shriek, perhaps? Uh... Probably not. I'm mostly concerned for Ketsubu, not for myself. I just know, like, yeah, oh, Ketsubu's a, he's a little, uh, you know, I know he can run fast, but he might not. Obviously, if he's arching his back, he might be in some kind of weird uh, frozen, you know, fight or flight sort of state. So uh, I probably won't say anything until I get closer and then call out in sort of a calm voice. Oh, monster! Monster! <laughs> that would get me. I'd be like, huh? Monster, 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 everyone. <laughs> yeah, huh? Oh, Freddy, what did you find? Oh, it's found me. Can, can we, can oh, we all I see this thing now? Oh, I found a little For real. So, yeah, yeah. As soon as you know, oh, it found me, and then like just bursting out of the undergrowth, you know, is this, is this uh, rather large carnivorous beast, uh, which you know gives a roar of delight as it sees many other little hairless uh, crunchables that it can feast on, and um, I may never get another opportunity. I feel like yeah. I have to shoot this thing. You, yeah. When the opportunity comes up to shoot a dinosaur in the face, you, you have you take no. It. I've never. 
Yeah, the slow motion scene is like Asher going, it's so cute. <laughs> and you're just like wrecking <laughs> your gut. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> Honestly, oh, it's probably yeah. more scared of us than we are of it. Are <laughs> your last words before you are devoured? All right, yeah. But I, I, have, I would probably like look to the the time traveler, to Captain Plaid, and be like, um, "How much longer do you need? Do you need any help with anything? How are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, he's equally as terrified. You know, crikey! Yeah. And uh, crikey! Pardon me, kind sir. How much longer for the repairs? <laughs> you see, it's come to my attention that there might be a slight sense of urgency in this right. <laughs> and I wanted to inquire after it with some immediacy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a skinner would definitely run to uh, the defense to try to taunt this thing. So he'd probably dash up like as ever. So like Astra was saying, um, there, there's, you know, the slow motion scene, I guess she was describing where she's like, it's so cool. And Grant is like pulling out and like fanning the hammer back. So as part of that simultaneously, if possible, he'd be dashing mm. towards it, scooping up like, um, you know, a, a, a rock, if you could, of a good size and, um, you what know. about your gauntlet? I mean, I'm not going to run up and shake hands with that thing and try to shock it, especially in this. You got to well, slap it, slap it across the face. Yeah, you, you got to jump on its in back that and sits pad that they have. I have to get its attention first. One thing, and the second thing is, this is going to be fantastic because on the one hand, this is an oxygen-rich environment, so arcing electricity might not be the best-like idea. The other you don't hand. Know that? Um, right, we don't know that. Number one, number two, we're all like really high from all the oxygen. So right, it's all like flying <laughs> past all these equations and shit like that. All I know right now is I have to get this thing's attention because I might be able to like you know distract it, lead it away, and all that kind of thing. Um, so scooping up a rock with the intention of yeeting it right into its like eye socket or something, or chipping a fang or whatever getting its attention not mm -hmm. necessarily doing like real harm just you know look at me <laughs> now this thing is not so unlike a very large angry goose <laughs> i mean technically I it's what it's yeah. most I'm similar listening. to yeah yeah yeah, yeah. go on go past. on can i shapeshift to be one of it but bigger Oh, yeah. Good idea. Let's see. And it's like, we need a distraction. I know. and you're like, well, Yuck. so here's the thing. My imagination sucks. I've only seen this thing once. Uh huh. And so I will say my shapeshift is good. Okay. I'm going to throw down that requires a wands. I'm going to add my page of wands to that. <laughs> but I feel like. I'm going to get more of an impression of it rather than like a very good copy of it. And so it's most likely going to be something a little bit more like this. Oh, wow. Don't mind that massive text stream, but. <laughs> oh yeah. Stupid Google images. I know. <sighs> like a Gumby version of a T-Rex. I think a child rendered. <laughs> <laughs> Again, impression. <laughs> I might fill it in with a little bit of goose imagery because it does have the feathers, and I know that mm. better. 
Got a really long neck. So maybe it's just Giant more of like a terrifying. really, really big goose, and I'll adopt my hissing stance. <laughs> okay. That would be amazing. That would work <laughs> really well. Does its like roar? <laughs> roar! And then, like, <laughs> oh yeah. There's like, honk, honk. Back at it. <laughs> like, like a, like a Mack truck. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. We're all like covering our ears, like, oh. Air's getting blown back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just picturing Frederick like completely emotionless, but his hair is just like flying back, you know? Like, like all anime style. If all you need is a distraction, geese are distracting. Mm-hmm. Very true. All right, so that does indeed bring this uh, Saurian up short. Uh, it's not sure entirely what to do. Um, and at that point, uh, Katsubu actually runs between the two of you. And uh, you see before your very eyes, uh, he multiplies in size as well to like the size of a horse uh but he's like battle cat you know style it turned purple <laughs> like and, bolts in his fur on the side uh-huh uh-huh like katsubu <laughs> <laughs> and then um and then he begins to make like weird little like meow meow growl and uh and chirps and whatnot. It's like almost as if he's talking to the to the beast. Uh, and the the dinosaur kind of cocks its head a little bit and blinks a couple times, and then just turns around and, and stalks away. It got lucky. <laughs> yeah, Grant like eases the hammer back. That's right. It got we were, lucky. We were like, poised to kick off. that thing's ass. <laughs> so uh, Haas is there with his arms folded and head tilted, looking at. Katsubu and Katsubu, you have some spaining to do. <laughs> Iris fade out. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, very, very shortly, you know, in the next moment, Katsubu is like back down to his normal size and uh, and comes over and kind of, you know, does a little figure eight between your legs, rubbing up against you. I think I would like to opt to stay a giant goose until I know that we're ready to go. (laughs) Probably a good idea, yeah. Yeah, to look out, yeah. Uh, So yeah, so Katsubu is, of course, a, uh, I believe it's Keishi, D-A-I-T-S-I-T-H. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Um, So he has the ability to rule the animals, is what it's called. The ability to communicate with and bend the wills of animals to your bidding. What was what was that again? He's a hey she. Yeah, for Final Fantasy VII fans, that'd be a Kate Sith. <laughs> yes, that's right, Kate Sith. <laughs> it's like when your friend Kate becomes a Sith Lord. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, his normal form is actually quite large uh, and scary. Okay. Well, I'll give him a little pat. Good job, cats. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, clearly, uh, knowing what you know about fairy uh, diplomacy, he's been assigned to you. 
is that a good thing or a bad thing? Depends on who did the assigning. <laughs> That's a good question. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad you asked. I don't know. <laughs> but that would certainly be something to find out. But well, these guys are cool. Indeed. So in the in the same moment, uh, the time traveler says, "All right, we're all set to go. Don't worry, don't worry. We'll be out of here in a moment. Everybody on board, please." Yeah, let's get the heck out of here. All right. Brexta back into Brexta form, and uh, and you all clamber aboard. I don't know if where we're going has more of these things, and I really feel like it might be better if I just stay the giant goose. Mm. Imagine I'll take some like convincing, like no, no, no. Right? Yeah, it's like this would be a one-time thing, but it's good to know that you got this form on lockdown. <laughs> I just do the nest squat on top of all of us to keep us safe. Ah, ah. The main thing is that although the machine itself can accommodate. You, uh, it still has its like finite bubble around it, so I think no, a I giant don't. goose I would probably. Sure Although you could shrink traveling. down, you could stay in goose form and shrink down. I could just make myself a smaller goose, a yeah. lost goose. Exactly. Ah, that's all right. Who wants to okay. be a normal sized goose? <laughs> I'm sure uh, that I can be convinced that this was like a a one off kind of situation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He says, I'm terribly sorry. I do get carried away. I just love the speed of this thing. But uh, I promise I'll get you back on time. No worries. Now, let's see. What was that again? Uh, October 1869, correct? That's what we were aiming for. Yeah, I believe so. All right. Very good. Very good. All right. Everybody hold on. And here we Go one more time. Is that right? <laughs> I don't even know what time it is in real life or in game anymore. <laughs> All right. So he begins to advance the little crystal knob yet again, and he watches the surroundings sort of blur and disappear. And, you know, and then uh, this time he's going a little slower, so you can actually keep an eye on the on the tally of the years as they go by, and you watch the the negative numbers go, uh, you know, lower and lower, and then eventually switch over to positive numbers, and you know, and then it's he's slowing it down, slowing it down, slowing it down, and then he go, and then he finally turns it off. It's August, eighteen sixty nine. He says, well, that's close enough. Yeah, pretty Wait, it is it? <laughs> I think we overshot it. No, no, you wanted two years prior, right? Uh, yeah, I guess we did, but... All right, well, here you are. Well, all right. <clears throat> so, um... <laughs> Based off the midweek taster, Alex, that you posted earlier, I'm not sure if August counts as late summer or not. So I think that would fit kind of right in there. Uh, so arriving, you said it was August 1869? Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. I mean, it's pretty much right in there. I didn't really specify, so... 
I could work. You could work it either way. I think. All right. Well, it's just uh, up to you whether that's uncomfortably close to certain life events. If it is or isn't, I guess we'll find out. Indeed, we will. So, uh, you are still on the Isle of Arryn, obviously. The time machine moves through time, but not space, necessarily. And um, so, it is uh, up to you all to book passage to Transylvania. Two years, right? If it's August now, though, it'll take us a while to get there, right? True. Uh, Maybe a good month or so. Okay, so that would probably put us after the events. Mm-hmm. Like just uh, after. Yeah. Just after, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Yep. How long would it take by um, airship since my brothers would be able to get us access to that? Because I know how much Grant would love to go on an airship. This whole trip making me queasy. <laughs> um faster for sure you know like maybe a couple weeks or a week even oh jeez. well depends on <clears throat> how much of a rush you're in i guess i mean if we can get there before all the gold is stolen we can catch somebody red-handed that's what i would like or we can just get it and then he never gets it to begin with that's right yeah i would like that too all right, good. So, uh, airship it is then. Now, does Grant have like a phobia of uh, airships, or it's not a phobia? He just hates heights. Oh, okay. So as long yeah. as you're like safely stowed beneath. Yeah, I would imagine um, he probably suffers like same thing, like the equivalent of seasickness. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. like he probably he probably gets queasy. He probably throws up. Um, doesn't handle it very well, but he can, you know, he can live. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, as long as you're okay with it, I'm sure everyone else is. Well, I mean, I don't think we have. I don't think Grant has much of a choice because he knows what he wants. He knows what he wants to happen. Uh, the path there is just an uncomfortable one. So, mm-hmm. but he's he's done it before, so he'll do it again. All right. So Astrid makes travel arrangements for an airship transport. And uh, you all get aboard when it arrives and uh, begin to fly off into the setting sun, eastern bound for Transylvania. And uh, that is where we will leave it off this week. For next week, Chapter 3, The Search for Dracula's Gold. Oh, God, yes. Yay! <laughs> yes. No consequences. It'll be With, wow. Nothing bad We're could possibly happen. We're going to rob Dracula. Okay. You do. Let's make it a mugging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to... It took all of me when you said Dracula not to... Even though I saw the Dracula NPC character sheet get made, yeah, I still wanted to get up and run around the living room. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. 
you know, we're, we're, we're finishing this off, so it's like, it's, you gotta go all in. You gotta have some Lost World dinosaur action, you gotta have some Dracula action, you know. That's right. Gotta have some time traveler action. <laughs> Wanna see how big my roly-poly grows? Can I ride it around? This is the question. You know? Absolutely, yeah. Has your, oh, you know what? I oh, just thought no. of. But how, once oh. it's back in the, like, new atmosphere. He'll be fine. You just have to build. Time. You have to a build little, like, a little uh, terrarium oh, yeah. for him. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And just his little say, legs stick out. Like has has the has studying the roly poly made you? Uh, what's your fez guy called? Fez. Fez. Oh, fez. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you now looking at like fez two point like the long fez? <laughs> <laughs> fez is fez. He's good. Um, I have some things that I'm planning on adding on because um, he's not finished, but he's great. Okay. Um, but yeah, if my if my new chonky boy has trouble in the new atmosphere, then I'll have to make him a little bubble boy. That'll be fine too. Everything's him, gonna be fine. Get him like a like one of those '50s space helmets. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, Still just a, a, like a deep diver a helmet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a hamster ball. Yeah. <laughs> And roll it around all over the place with as many legs. <laughs> I don't like the legs. <laughs> legs. Why did it have it to is be legs? The weirdest <laughs> part about like holding the the like giant millipede boys. Um, it's like because of the way it like grips your skin, like so that they can have so they don't fall. So, yeah, it feels very strange. Thing Velcro? Not interested. Just... <laughs> Is that a hard pass, I hear? Just not. Just a hard pass right there. <laughs> Just throwing it down on the table. Not interested. Uh, but yeah, for you dinosaur nerds out there, that was a uh, Megalosaurus, which was native to Europe. So, there you go. Ooh. And also the, also the first dinosaur fossil ever discovered. Wow, that's pretty cool. We could have made that fossil. You could have made it. We could have made that fossil. You could have, but you didn't. Seems to be bullet holes in this fossil. Yeah, it's it's discovered with like a bullet lodged in its skull. (laughs) Fossilized bullet, yeah. Yeah, it says it says Grizzly Grant was here. W U Z. (laughs) Yeah, it just perpetuates the wrong timeline of dinosaurs. Yeah, I mean, if you killed the dinosaur, I mean, you want to talk about butterfly effect? That would have uh, would have oh, had yeah. some interesting. You would have come back as you know, I don't know, burrito people or something. <laughs> We're all Draculas. You're all Draculas. You're on a Dracula world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the real Dracula is the only yeah. one that isn't a Dracula. <laughs> right? Yeah, Just a normal guy. <laughs> he looked. <laughs> he looked like Vincent Price. You know. <laughs> You better be working on a cool Dracula voice, David. I know you are. Oh shit. That's right. <laughs> and it better be Vincent Price. It better be Vincent Price impression. <laughs> no, no, it should be a Gary Oldman impression since you know. Oh, that was there you the, go. Uh, there you go. Nice. No, I just think he needs one, to go like right? bleh, bleh, a lot. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> a Bella Lugosi, I guess. Yeah, I'll, I'll do my I'll do my salute to the uh, Spanish language, uh, 1931 Dracula, and I'll just speak in Spanish. You know, Yo soy Dracula, etc. <laughs> Yo soy Dracula, etc. <laughs> <laughs>
There's your t- there's your bumper sticker. Yeah, yeah. let's be the title for the next. Escucha, los niños de la noche. Shit like that. It's gonna be okay, dulce musica. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. Uh...